Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. We're your hosts from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and sports news. They've got it all. Football's futures, Major League Baseball, All-Star Weekend's coming up. I'm sure there's some fun props you can get in on for the home run derby that Pete Alonzo is going to win. They got it all. Vegas casino games, everything. And we got a deal for you. Head on over, sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We're not math guys, but that means if you put $100 in, is it 50? You get an extra 50 bucks. All right, do that. BetOnline.net, promo code BELIEVE. It's BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Chris, happy National Sour Candy Day to you. Sour Candy Day. Would sour gummy worms apply? I think they would, correct? 100%. I have some downstairs. I will uh, indulge in some of those uh, later today uh, for the uh, for the holiday. Joe, how are you today? It is the slowest sports week of the year, and we're football guys, and this is our slow time of the year, and we're, we have a great, I mean, a great week planned here on Draft Dudes, thanks to the great work of Joe Marino behind the scenes coordinating some stuff this week. But it is the slowest sports week of the year. There is no baseball outside of the All-Star game. Uh, none of the other three major sports are going on right now. It is a slow time. And so I just want to check in with my friend, see how you do. Uh, speak for yourself on a slow sports week. I spent my morning watching the uh, the 2021 Chicago Bears. I watched I saw Field. That. I had a good time with that. Uh, watching Roquan Smith, uh, Robert Quinn, seeing what Jalen Johnson's got. You know, Sam Mustafer. Is that presentation Cody today? Whitehair? Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna skip today's meeting. Then I'm gonna skip today's daily meeting when you present well, uh, the Bears with listen. the boss in the room. I'm just saying, I watch football every day. It's never slow. You know what I mean? So uh, I hear you, though. I remember when I was uh, fully embraced in all of the sports, which I've told you about in the past. Like, there's a point in my life where I watch 150 Mets game a year. There's a point in my life where I was the Charlotte Bobcats season ticket holders. I, I, that's just not me anymore. I, I, I'm just not that guy. I'm well, think just about football. it. You're, you refer to them as, you know, the Charlotte Bobcats. They've gone through a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a right. change since then. So that just right. you kind of aged yourself there a little bit. Uh, Joe, can you very quickly explain what this week is going to hold for everybody? Because if you look at the draftnetwork.com, the summer update to the TDN top 25 players is out. So if you want to read in depth, you can see all 25 players uh, at the draftnetwork.com. We are going to take today through Thursday and turn that into some content here on the show with yeah. some. Uh, some different voices joining us yeah so our our scouting department's been hard at work scouting the the country right for an anticipation of the 2022 college football season and so i we're way over 300 prospects in and you know as people probably know by now we split up the country into regions and so everybody has a specific set of schools that you're focused in on and we went through and and everybody gave their individual top 20 ballot and then we of course averaged it all together to get our consensus top 25 and what we're going to do this week is each member of our scouting staff that's full-time myself today tomorrow will be Damian Parson Keith Sanchez on Wednesday Kyle Krabs on Thursday 
We're going to talk about our individual ballot with an emphasis on the players that are from our region. So that way you'll get some in-depth conversation on all the different players, but also kind of some individuality and in how we stack up the premier prospects available for the 2023 NFL draft at this point in the process. So we are going to have a really nice introduction this week into the premier players that we've identified so far through summer scouting. What is fun to me is I, uh, you, you, you uh, you gave me a little hint. You're like, hey, Chris, go into the back end of the scouting doc. There's some stuff in there. I went, oh, okay. Went in there and I see the the list with all of the grades and I see everybody's individual grades. So there's, you know, I know we do takes on takes on, on Friday. There's going to be some tattle takes throughout the week here when, when we call some people out. What I will not call people out for is there is a unified, and it's rare, but there is a unified number one player. Everybody put one player at the top, and I think we can just mention him here at the beginning, and then that's probably the only conversation we're going to have about him because there's no disagreement. Uh, surprise, surprise, Will Anderson is the number one player entering the, the season of the, of the top 25. Everybody gave him the top spot on their list. Now, Joe, you have you have bolded the players that you are uh, that were part of your region that I can ask you about, and I said this to you in the pre-show meeting, and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll tee it up here and we'll start here. What I find so fascinating is you would think that because they're in your region, you've watched them the most. You've presented that player in front of everybody, and everybody else are, are doing somewhat of a cross-check in putting this list together, but they're not doing the full deep dive that you have. What I find really interesting is there are a couple of players that were in your region that you did the deep dive on that you are the low man on the totem pole for. So everybody else who didn't do the deep dive, they have a little higher than you. So I don't know, is it that you're too close to it and you've done the deep dive so you, you're just a little overcritical or is it the case that everybody else hasn't really done the deep dive so maybe there's something they're missing? That little tug of war is, I, I think, very fascinating. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying there is going to be true about at least one of the guys uh, that the talent factor, quite honestly, Keith and Damian are higher on than the draft dudes. Me and uh, yeah, why do you me hate and Jackson Kyle Smith and Jigba so much? Um, no, you know the player I was really thinking of, of was Paris Johnson, offensive tackle from Ohio State. And, That's fair. You know the the I'm responsible this year for Ohio State, and so. Three, I have four players in our top 25 from my region. Three of them are from Ohio State. The other one is Cam Smith, the cornerback from South Carolina. Um, but what's really interesting, you kind of mentioned our consensus number one player here, Will Anderson, Alabama. I think that's going to be a pretty common theme that you're going to see across the board. And the first player that I have rated in terms of my region is at number six in our consensus rankings, and that's C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. And what I find fascinating about this is I think C.J. Stroud is the type of quarterback that I think would go in the top five or top ten in any draft, but he's not a player that at this point in his resume, right, that he's building, that I look at and say that this is a surefire number one overall quarterback in every draft. And the reason that becomes interesting is because you do have some blue chip defensive linemen in a Will Anderson and even Jalen Carter, who is our number two player and is going to be very highly thought of, I think, across anybody who evaluates talent. And so you're going to have this interesting dynamic at the top of the draft next year that is, are we quarterback needy enough to take the the chance on C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whatever player winds up being the number one quarterback, 
Or is it a Miles Garrett type situation Mm -hmm. where, okay, that guy is so good as a pass rusher that, yeah, you need a quarterback, but you got to pick the edge, right? You see that even the Miles Garrett year is a good example of that. The the Chase Young number two overall, right, where Mm -hmm. Washington, he didn't pick the quarterback. You certainly can make a case that they needed one. Um but they went with the Chase Young because he's the the blue chip. You you don't pass up on this player. We're going to have that dynamic again this year. And I was talking to a Giants fan, oddly enough, at a uh, a birthday party that I was at uh, on Sunday. Happy okay. birthday, Hudson! She's a uh, she's turns one years old. She's a family friend. We we, we love hanging out with with uh, the Shadlers and Bob Ferguson, all those guys. And, and he's a Giants fan, right? And so he knew he knew who I was. So we're talking draft, and we're talking the Giants, the the eventual need that they're going to have a quarterback. And he's like, man, I'm not sure we're number one overall pick bad. And I said, look, that's probably okay. Because depending on who owns those picks, they're they're probably going to go with one of these these defensive linemen in Anderson or Carter, and you could still be in a really good spot to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, even if you don't earn that number one pick. Right. I mean, listen, CJ Stroud comes in at number six on our board in total. Only two quarterbacks in this uh, in this top 25 update. And again, the, the full TDN 100 uh, is coming out next month. So the listeners of Draft News, there you go. Here's a little uh, spoiler piece of information for you, a little news. TDN 100, the full list, is going to come out next month. There's going to be more quarterbacks on, the, on that list, but only two find themselves inside this top 25. And Joe, I think there's there, there are, there's a, there's a recipe for a quarterback to go inside the top five. It is one, the talent of the quarterback class or the individual quarterback. Two, it's the, the needs of the specific teams that are inside uh, the top ten or in the top five. And three, it's also. I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. It doesn't match up exactly with what you were talking about with the Miles Garrett year, but think about the, this past year. You have a weaker quarterback class, a quarterback class that nobody mm-hmm. really jumps off the page. They don't have the talent of being, you know, top five number one overall pick quarterback, paired with teams picking in the top five that have young quarterbacks that aren't interested in taking a quarterback. So it's the perfect yep, storm exactly. of quarterbacks get pushed down the board. Now, that's the extreme end of the spectrum where a quarterback can can, can get pushed all the way down into the teens for Pittsburgh, right? I don't mm-hmm. I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna be somewhere in between there, right? Because if an Atlanta finds themselves in the top five, I don't know. They just took Desmond Ritter last year. Are they gonna be really super hungry to to get after a quarterback? If the Jets find themselves inside the top five, if it's because of Zach Wilson, are they really gonna pull the ripcord after year two and go after a quarterback? I don't know. There might be a new general manager in at that point. So would they want to make their mark? The Giants if they're picking in the top five, it's because Daniel Jones did not show a whole lot of promise. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, they're definitely gonna hit the reset button because he's gonna be a free agent. They didn't pick up a fifth year option on him. If the Jags are picking inside the top five, they they still got Trevor Lawrence. I they don't they don't feel like a team they're gonna. So it all depends on the way the chess pieces play out, and then also does C.J. Stroud make such a huge leap here in this season where now he goes from. Yeah, if we have a need at quarterback, we would take him to. Oh gosh, can't miss prospect. Gotta have him. If we don't, if we're iffy on our quarterback, we're making a change, right? That's the difference, I think, between the situations, and and uh, it, you know, that's why they play the year. That's why we play an entire college season, an entire pro season, because by the yeah. time January and February rolls around, we'll know the answers to both of those questions: who's going to be picking there, and how much of a need uh, they have at the quarterback position. So focusing in a little bit more on on C.J. Stroud, our number one quarterback um, at this point in the process, just to kind of give you some thoughts that I have about Stroud, obviously 6'3", 218 pounds, Heisman Trophy finalist, uh, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. 
But my favorite thing about C.J. Stroud was the in-season growth, how much better he got from when we watched him early in the season against Minnesota and Oregon to the player that we watched grow throughout the season and really kind of peak against Utah in that Rose Bowl game. And and I love that. I love players that you can see the growth, you can feel the growth. And to bring up Zach Wilson, that was my favorite thing about him, where just like he just got better and better and better every year. And I think with C.J. Sprout, we saw such a great example of that in season. And I'm excited to see how he parlays that into this coming year where, yeah, he lost Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but let's not act like Ohio State isn't loaded with wide receiver talent. Your hand was I, I up. Gotta, Go ahead. Because I, I got a question for you because I'm thinking about this. Yes. Right? We, we, a couple weeks ago, you and I did a show where we talked about the, the national scouting top 25 players. We have talked about other and we've seen and we read we're in this space we see what people's rankings are of where they view quarterbacks I, I know I think the answer you're going to answer this question with a no but I'm going to ask a question so maybe you can elaborate on it do you feel it is a bit of a hot take for TDN to have CJ Shroud above Bryce Young and there's a considerable gap between them in these rankings of where they stand here yep. as we enter the season because I think if you ask a lot of people they're going to have Bryce Young ahead of CJ Stroud and I think that's an important distinction for us to make here mm. yeah I just think CJ Stroud offers more he's got more size he's got more arm talent I think he's every bit as athletic um those things matter I think Bryce Young has an it factor about him there's a presence there's a creativity that I like about him but you know, with 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 C.J. Stroud, I thought he just did such a good job of maximizing the talent that he had at Ohio State, and I like his approach to to seeing the field and uh, a good anticipatory player, a guy that works progressions, a guy that has accuracy to all levels of the field. Uh, I like how he evolved as a decision maker throughout the course of the season. His command of that offense, um, he's got a lot of different clubs in the bag. He's got a fastball. He can throw the changeup. Like I just felt like he, I feel like. There's more physically, and I just like the mental approach that you get from a C.J. Stroud. Now, he's got some things to work on footwork-wise. Um, I think he can play with a little bit better timing in terms of how his drops mirror the route combinations, a little toesy in the pockets, got a little bit of a wind-up to the throwing motion. He's not perfect, right? But I just feel like there's just more that he offers traits-wise, and that's what I focus in on uh, with quarterbacks. Like, What are your trump cards? What do you have in your bag that is going to – allow the offense to stay on schedule when the defense is correct. What do you have in your bag when you're under pressure and be able to kind of get out of those situations? I just feel like C.J. Stroud has more traits at his disposal than we get from a Bryce Young uh, at this point in the process. And, and the question was not a criticism of you or the list. It right. was just a, we have it flipped where some other places don't, and I think it's important to yeah. point that out and, and explain why uh, that is the case. Uh, can we Can we talk about why you hate – and I asked this question earlier, and you kind of avoided it, which makes me think you really hate this player. Why you hate uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba so much? Because you have him uh, the lowest out of any of the scouts uh, on the list. It's weird, right? I, I like him. I have him 14th on my I list. Know, I think he's a first-round player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But I, here's the thing about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Really good talent. He's polished, good route runner, good hands. Um like there, there's a lot to love here. My comp for him is Robert Woods. I think Ooh, physically, I like athletically, he's a lot like Robert Woods. I think he can impact an NFL offense like a Robert Woods. The thing about Robert Woods is I don't think anybody looks at him as a number one receiver. You know, well, I, 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 go I mean, ahead. The thing I was going to say is it, he's going to fall victim to 
his teammates that got drafted last year. Like he just is. Like that that is going to be something that's going to happen to him. He is going to be a product of hey, Jameson, you know, or uh, hey, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave got drafted last year. Like are you as good as those guys? Like that that that's just the there's nothing he can do about that. There's no, that is going to be the comparison point the entire process. The entire process. When he runs his 40 at the combine, they're going to compare it to Chris Olave yeah. and Garrett Wilson. Well, like that's that's how this is going to work. That that's where it's going to get a little dicey because from a product from a production standpoint, Jackson Smith and, and Jigba way outproduced Olave and Wilson last year. Sixteen hundred yards receiving. That's the Big Ten record. The last time we watched this guy play, he hauled in fifteen catches for three hundred forty-seven yards in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Of course, the lasting image right now of Jackson Smith and Jigba is all roses, pun intended. Right? He was awesome, and he's an awesome prospect. The, the thing about him is I just don't feel like he has that top speed. I think he's got fine speed. I think he'll run around a 4-5. But if you think this is a guy that's going to like challenge to run low 4-4s four or even in the 4-3s, I just don't think he's that type of a guy. And then he's a player that definitely benefited from playing a lot in the slot. Like They'll, they'll move him around the formation, but he enjoys free releases from the slot and there's just a lot of space to work with with how Ohio State sp- spreads the field and they run a lot of choice routes. Like it was a tailor-made situation for him to be very, very, very productive. Now let's not get distracted away from what he is as a player because he's, he's awesome. Footwork, body control, hands, ball skills, sight adjustments. He's smart. He's cerebral. All of those things are there. He's competitive after the catch. Like I think he's got a lot of appeal. I just don't necessarily look at Jackson Smith and Jigba as a gotta have it this guy's going to be our number one receiver for our NFL passing game. Joe, you know what is number one, and you got to have it in your home? And I know you I have it in your home, yep. and you've been using it a lot lately. It's the Sonos Ray. You can bring home blockbuster sound with the Ray, the all-new, compact, and easy-to-use soundbar from Sonos. It's got crisp dialogue, fine-tuned by Hollywood sound engineers. Ray ensures you never miss a word and can always follow the story. This one, this is near and dear to Joe's heart. Zero stress setup. It only takes two cables and a few minutes to get started. The Sonos app does most of the work for you and syncs Ray to your existing TV remote. We talk about it all the time. You can stream all of the content you love, even when your TV's off. How about music? How about radio? How about podcasts? You can do it all from your favorite services using either the Sonos app or Apple AirPlay 2. Free music on Sonos Radio with free curated playlists, original shows, and thousands of live stations that are ready to stream from the Sonos app as soon as you get it set up. Before you know it, you're going to have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop Ray now. Guys, it's all about confidence when it comes to the bedroom. You know it. And sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun for both you and your partner. BlueChew.com to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. And because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there's no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is super. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, like I said, it's all done online. And look, if you don't like swallowing pills, that pills, that's fine. No problems here. 
They are chewable tablets over at Blue Chew, and they're made in the USA, so they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. We've got a deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BELIEVE at checkout. Just pay 5 bucks for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month free. All right, Joe. Tell me about Cam Smith. You are the highest. You and uh, yeah. you and Damian are tied for the highest on this guy. So I, I gave you a hard time for you know disliking uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba as much as you did. Right. Here's an opportunity to tell the listeners about Cam Smith, who you are uh, you are high on, top 15 player here for you. Yeah, I know. I know DP living down there in uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. He's he knows what's up when it comes to Cam Smith, a, a cornerback out there, six foot out of the dot, probably around 190 pounds, redshirt junior. He's a stud, man. He just has everything that I look for in a cornerback prospect. He checks the box. Like he's highly competitive, quick feet, loose hips, sticky in coverage. He tackles. He plays through contact. There's nothing passive about this guy. He's got that dog mentality, and I just love the versatility. I can envision any coverage technique that you want to run, whether it's press, off man, you want to play zone. Cam Smith has it. He's got ball skills, right? That's often a, a differentiator in in cornerback prospects. Which ones are good in coverage? Which versus which ones are good in coverage, but can also make game changing plays in the ball? You get that from Cam Smith. Super sharp processor, and I love his play recognition skills. He's a good anticipatory football player. He's a playmaker, man. You just love the way this guy plays the game. Maybe you wish he was just a little longer, maybe a little bigger, but this guy can flat out cover. He can tackle. He can play. He's one of my guys early on in the process. I wrote about him last week for the draftnetwork.com. So if you really want to get more, check that out. But uh, I'm a big Cam Smith guy. He's he's my early draft crush. Well, and you know, it it always means more down there in the SEC and he's going to get some looks <laughs> at some at some at some big time players and I think that's the fun part, right? Is you have a guy who you obviously are, are crushing on here a little early that you're pounding the table for. But you're going to get some some top-tier reps before the NFL draft this season, right? He's on everybody's radar. Now it's okay. Now there's there's buzz. There's talk. You, you understand where you're at in the cycle. Now go out there and ball out in the SEC. That is uh, that is going to be uh, a lot of fun. So, so Joe, I, this is my favorite part because there are players that I obviously don't – I we, we talk about on the show all the time. I'm not the scout of the show. I'm, I'm just the guy who's the comic relief, and I come in here and ask the silly questions on behalf of everybody else. But when Joe brings a player like this and he, and he pounds the table as strongly as he does – you got you, you put a circle, and when South Carolina is on and they're playing defense, you, you keep the channel there for a little bit, right? You keep the channel there, and you go, okay, let's let's let's, let's watch him, Cam Smith, this year. Uh, you have one more player, and we go back to, is are we still calling it the Big Ten? Is it still being referred to as the Big Ten for uh, the moment? For they now, got about, right? They yeah. got about eighteen schools in the conference now, so I didn't know if they were going to change their name. The Big Eighteen, soon. the Big Eighteen. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr., an offensive tackle uh, out of Ohio State. And Joe, I think the important thing to note here is, and I'm just, just correct me if I'm wrong here, just doing a quick scan, the highest offensive lineman of the grade so far comes in at 19th on the list. Yeah. Consensus. Not the the year. Not the year (laughs) right now if you need an offensive lineman, maybe. No. Well, and, and what's interesting about Paris Johnson is, you know, everybody submitted a top 20. And then we produced a top twenty-five because you're going to have you know different names from different ballots. Joe, I know I didn't. Ha- I didn't have. Yeah, yeah. I noticed he's not inside the top twenty. There's not a twenty next to your name here. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't value him like that. Uh, I just thought there was other prospects that I liked. Now, here's the thing about Paris Johnson. He's a likable player, and I think he can absolutely 
work his way into this conversation. He's just not there yet. Super likable player, 6'6", 315, extremely athletic. But he he played last season at right guard, right? And he looked like a tackle trying to play guard where the big difference between tackle and guard is that everything happens quicker on the interior. And so when you're a tackle, you're usually a longer player. You're more athletic. You really thrive in that space playing on an island, especially in pass pro, where if you're playing at guard – Those guys are getting on top of you quicker. It puts a little bit more stress on your ability to anchor and play with leverage right away. And you're not having that traditional opportunity to kind of get square frame blocks and use your lateral mobility and your length to really weaponize that to to be secure. And so you saw Paris Johnson kind of have issues with that at guard where guys would just kind of get to his edges and he looked like a tackle trying to play guard. I think he's going to showcase himself a lot better at left tackle where his best qualities, length and athleticism, can be weaponized a whole lot better. And, and you know, look, he's just a guy. You, you see the athleticism, you see the range, all of that's there. But does he have? Does he ha- like the the functional strength component also for a younger guy playing on the interior? You could see that showed up and hurt him a little bit last year. So, want to see him get stronger? Want to see him play his true position? And I think that he will justify a top twenty grade. Just right now, that's pure projection, right? And, and I wasn't comfortable there. Uh, Kyle, who had Ohio State in his region last year, also not in his top 20. Lower than you. You know, it was lower than Lower you than me. Him. So th- th- this is the guy that it's like, okay, I think the guys that are most familiar with Paris Johnson are me and Kyle. And we're the guys that were a little hesitant to put him in there. And then Keith and Dame. You know they're ready to risk it all and put them put them basically in the top ten. Well, I, it, I think I think you, you said it at the beginning, but if we took the talent factor podcast average grade, it would be a ten and a half. So they basically have this as a borderline top ten player. If we took the oh boy, draft dudes do math. Uh, Fifty one divided by two is like twenty five and a half. So. That's the difference, right? We, we the draft dude show has him a, as a fringe top twenty-five player, whereas talent factor has him as a fringe top ten player. That's a big divide. That's a big difference. It, it feel it, it only looks like I mean, it's fifteen spots when you look at it, but that is a big divide when you talk about the talent. Uh, Joe, I'd like to make a couple call to actions to the lovely listeners of this show because we got a rotating group this week. Damian's going to be on the show tomorrow. Keith's going to be on the show later in the week. Kyle's going to return on Thursday. We're going to have Damien on. We're going to have Keith on. They're going to have the players from their region. Please tweet at Joe, tweet at me, questions that you have about this top 25. If you're sitting here and you've gotten all the way to the end of the show and you have not had the top 25 open or you have not looked at the top 25, do yourself a favor. Look at the top 25, tweet us questions so we can ask Keith, we can ask Damien, I can ask I can ask Kyle, we can ask Joe on the Friday show. We can have these conversations and you guys can have your questions answered as to why that's the case. If you don't want to tweet, and let's say you're a TDM Premium member, slide in that Discord. You should have the link in, in your TDM Premium account. You can slide in there, uh, in the, either in the Takes on Takes channel, or you can just DM me directly and, and put those in there. If you're not a TDM Premium subscriber, what are you doing? Happy hours every Thursday where we hang out and talk football and other random assortment of things uh, for an hour every Thursday. we got the scouting meetings on Friday that you guys are a part of where you get an opportunity to hear these player presentations that Joe, Kyle, Keith, Damian, everybody does, you get to hear all of those player presentations. You get to ask questions. You get to interact. Plus, you have a community to talk football with and more stuff coming soon. I can't give too much away, but there's more content coming soon uh, to the Discord. So, yeah, if you if you want to get involved and you want to join the uh, join the community, join the conversation and get yourself uh, a part of the community, uh, please sign up for TDN Premium. You can do so at thedraftnetwork.com.
Damien's going to join us tomorrow. He's got Georgia in his region, so we'll have some fun conversations about the likes of Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo, two of the top five players on this list. So don't miss it. Make sure that you guys are subscribed. Come on back. Would love if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.